learn, they learn, they learn to become like a good choreographer. And another one, she starts, you know, just to move hips. Uh, and uh, after she go to the restaurant and she go like this and she's looking for money. Welcome to Baladance Live podcast with weekly portion of stories, tips and dance inspiration. My name is Jana Komarnitska, I'm your host and I invite you to explore all nuances of Baladance Live together with me and our amazing guests. Let's start! Debuting in 2019, Jelena's beauty experience is a new program for intermediate to advanced dancers who are looking for a challenging training experience as well as opportunity to perform in a theatrical BD production. Dancers can apply online and if they are chosen for one of the casts, they will receive four to six weeks of online training four days of rehearsals with Jelena and her team, as well as performance spot in video production The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Visit BaladanceEvolution.com for more details about this exciting program. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is episode number 90. Can you imagine we are only 10 episodes from our 100th one <laughs> and we'll definitely hit this number till the end of this year. I can't imagine it's almost two years. Uh, we started in February 2018. So soon, in just a couple of months, will be two year anniversary of our podcast. Wow time flies absolutely but uh, let's focus uh, on what's going on today and today we are featuring amazing zoom zoom mustafa also known by his stage name zoom 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 mustafa is a dancer and choreographer specializing in arabic folklore egyptian and moroccan but also in general the middle eastern uh, folklore of different regions. He was trained in modern jazz and later in theater and dance in Casablanca, Morocco, where he's originally from. This knowledge made uh, uh, Zoom Zoom a famous artist and dance teacher not only in France, but uh, where he currently resides, but also all around the world. Throughout his career, he has taught and performed in various international shows and festivals all around the world. And I also personally want to add also that uh, one of the signature in his workshops is a great energy and so many positive vibes and loves that you get because he's all not only sharing his incredible knowledge of different dance styles but also his incredible sense of humor <laughs> so whenever you have opportunity to attend his workshop i guarantee you absolutely great mood afterwards in today's conversation, we touched uh, very important topics. Uh, some are nice and happy, some are unpleasant and sad. So uh, get ready for a real contrast in emotions <laughs> that you may experience during this conversation. But um, we touched about some uh, important problems that are going on in Belden's community. And I really sincerely hope that this kind of conversations they are bringing uh, more awareness, they're helping to spread awareness and bring conscious attitude for dancer. They're not here, we're not talking about them or bringing them up to upset anyone or put down in mood. No, we're talking about exactly 
in order to showcase and highlight so more people start thinking about this consciously and start thinking what I can do today to help improve the situation. Every little step counts and you start uh, changing Belladance community and attitude to Belladance, first of all, with yourself and your own behavior and thoughts and uh, first of all, respect to yourself, but also respect to the dance art. Not by poking or arguing with each other, but literally starting with yourself and checking your own behavior. But along with that, we also will talk in this conversation about different dance styles, uh, Moroccan style, Strichabi, Mahragan, Baladi, and uh, so-called modern Baladi, and also difference in terminologies between Oriental dance and Belladance. So the interview, as most of our interviews, really spreads throughout different topics and subjects, and I hope you enjoy it, and I for sure know you will get some piece of new information from this uh, episode that's for sure so let's without any further delays dive right into it hello zoom mustafa i'm so happy to have you here today in the podcast and thank you for taking time to talk to us today and to uh, share your dance story with us <laughs> uh, hello yana i am so happy to to have your call from ukraine uh, and we will uh, talk together. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> well, uh, I'm very excited to to talk about your dance activities because you are one. You have you are actually doing so many different styles, and you are known uh, with your knowledge of Moroccan dance styles. You are also performing so much with street shabby oriental and so much uh things that you uh bring to Baladance world with these days specifically to Baladance world but i actually want to start from the very beginning can you please tell us how dance entered your life and how dance entered your life in professional way because i think it will be two different stages for you <laughs> Yeah, because I start, you know, I will tell you from the, my, my beginners of dance. When I, when I was young, like 15, 16 years old, like more than 35 years, 35 years now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not young. Huh? Um, people, they think that I am young, but I have 45 years now. <laughs> well, it's just the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, but when I start, I I just uh, I start in in Morocco in Casablanca. I start theater like five years, and uh, in theater I saw like the people dancing jazz and classic, and I love I love this dance. Oh, I start by jazz and classic in Morocco in Casablanca with theater, uh, and I study also music like in 1996. I was uh, in Casablanca and I start uh, dance, jazz, classic, theater in the same times. Uh, and I continue theater five years and I stop it and I continue only dance uh, with the um, uh, Moroccan folklore and uh, a little of Arabic folklore. Mm. And what brought your interest to Arabic folklore? Like you started in Morocco, so Moroccan folklore, it would be logical, I guess. But uh, how popular, what actually made you start studying Arabic folklore. Yeah, I, um, you know, I uh, like the dance of the group and the traditional dance. Uh, when I start, I don't start when I start more, uh, to study more 
Arabic folklore, I start with the um, with the Debki, with the Lebanese for Lebanese folklore. Uh, one teacher from Lebanon came to to go to Morocco to stay there, and he teach us uh, like uh, the Debki uh, of group, and uh, I was fascinated to learn this uh, this folklore. And after I start to I start to know another teachers and another schools uh, about Moroccan folklore of group, and uh, I continue to to learn uh, folklore uh, of Morocco uh, because it's not easy. The people they think that it's only like uh, three folklores or two folklores in Morocco. We have like more than thirty folklores from north, south to east, west. It's very larger and it's not easy. I'm still learning until now. I'm still learning all folklore because every area in Morocco, we have a different folklore, different tradition, culture, custom, uh, language. You know, even we have like uh, four dialects in Morocco. And we, uh, and I, when I learn, I, I try to learn also the culture, the history uh, about uh, all these areas. And I don't tell you that I have diploma of um, of tourism, and it was I continue I continue my for my my study, and I am dancing too, until I have my master of tourism in France, and for me I continue there are like. Um, together, you know, dance with the tourism. It was like for me, uh, uh, like uh, one work. You know, it was one work because I am, I am, I am learning in schools tourism uh, of Morocco and of the world, and in the same times I am learning the culture uh, of this, uh, of this, uh, of these countries and of my country too. That's very fascinating to combine. Uh, they are so closely related, but we don't really think about that at the same time, like tourism uh, industry and like dance industry, how much they can complement each other. Because um, in order to learn proper dance, you of course need to understand the culture, but also to have tourism, it kind of can, in, um, interest in tourism can also be encouraged by desire to learn specific dances. <laughs> Yeah, because in tourism, for example, in Morocco, um, uh, we when the, the tourists come, they are talking about the, the area, the place or the villages and uh, what they do, the, the habits of these uh, people, what they do every day, you know, uh, about uh, about cuisine, about uh, dance, about many things and everything. Everything will talk about the story from where coming this dance, from where coming this uh, clothes and all this. We have it in tourism, too. We have to know it. You know, tattoo, you know, tattoo also, we are talking about tattoo and the tattoo, we can talk also about tattoo and the dance, why this kind of tattoo, why this kind of costume, why two pieces, uh, you know, many things, why they dance floor like this, why they jump, uh, every, every dance has her, has her explication, I know her, her story. Mm. And is dance a part of everyday culture in Morocco today? Because in many countries, local dances, they only preserve more for touristic purposes. But in some countries, it's actually still active part of day-to-day -day life. So how is it in, in Morocco today? Yes, it's every day, every week, every month. You know, dance, uh, it's like life. Even it's like Muslim, Muslim country. 
but the dance is very important and especially folklore you know i'm not talking about belly dance belly dancing only for nights for cabaret for parties within but for folklore we have like a big festivals of folklore every uh, every like three months we have a big festival in each area they have like uh, we call it Mosin. it's like festival uh, festival of uh, Moroccan folklore and how easy is to to learn those folklore dances like if you go to certain region with uh, idea of I want to learn more about their dance uh, dance style dance traditions how easy or Uh, is to actually get access and learn those dance styles or are people more uh, like uh, careful with <laughs> um, let's say curious tourists who want to learn dance yeah uh, for for example there is many people they teach but they don't know how to teach I'm talking about old people they learn like this with father and son and grandfather you know it's like tradition in the villages uh, when I go to them I they don't they cannot tell you uh, like we did you know like academic way no way they will not do it just they will dance and they will to like follow me and you you can if you have habits uh, how you how you learn uh, it will be easy for you just you will So them dance and you will uh, you will start to follow them and to to to, to create your uh, your combination alone. But they will not uh, tell you uh, the, the 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 word technique or the the academic way of school as we do. <laughs> you know, they dance like this for them. Uh, they don't have school. I'm talking about villages and uh, and a real traditional uh, one. Me, I prefer this because in the cities we have school, but most of them they don't learn, they don't teach the teachers, they don't teach, uh, uh, unfortunately, the folklore. They teach uh, only modern or like rap, jazz, classic, uh, zumba, hip hop, like modern dance, you know, the most of them. And there is belly dance also. But the real folklore, me, I learn it in the villages. I travel, I go like more than five years. Every time I'm going to Morocco, like five, uh, five four times uh, per year. And I go to see uh, many, uh, many villages and I learn with them. You know, I learn it just, I dance with them. I take video and I ask for the for her story from where come in this movement, why this, why this, you know, and I learn like this. Uh, I prefer to learn with old people. Yeah. You were mentioning uh, that you also studied um, dance in theater. Since dance is such a big part of uh, Moroccan culture and day-to-day -day life, what is people's attitude to dance profession you you mean like um, if they respect this professional mm -hmm. uh, this uh, dance yes as professional and now yes now the 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 people they have they are more open-minded because before it wasn't uh, it wasn't easy for example like my family my family like uh, 25 years ago they told me Uh, no, it's you will not do the uh, do this like job. You should do another 
job you can see it's not it wasn't easy for me that's why i make tourism and i continue to dance i told them if you want me if you want me to continue my study i have to continue also my dance and my theater because i loved theater before i wanted to be actor uh, but they don't accept and I, I passed the exam and I win the exam, but they told me, my family, no way you will not do it because it's not it's not like uh, work. It's not like uh, you will not have your future with this job. And I, I, it was my my condition to continue my study and to have a dance and theater like hobby. Uh, and with time, I, when I, I came to France, I continue my study. I work in tourism 10 years, but I, I don't leave my dance and my theater <laughs> still dancing. And when I have too much work, too much work uh, of dance and I stop and I, I stop, uh, I stop uh, tourism. Like 10 years now ago, uh, I stopped tourism and they continue only uh, only dance. But in Morocco, they, they don't respect too much um, uh, dance as professional, you know. But now this generation, uh, they start to understand that it's work. You know, it's like doctor. It's like uh, avocat. You know, it's not uh, judge. It's not like... Uh, it's not like uh, dance, dance, because there is dancer and dancer. How to say? There is raqisa and raqasa, you know? Raqisa, it's like dancer, choreographer. And raqasa, it's like just a dancer of cabaret and restaurant, you know? Dance of stage, it's not like dance between tables, you know? This is big, big difference. And people, they mix. They don't know where is raqisa and where is raqasa. You, you, you understand what is the meaning of Rakisa and Rakasa? Yeah, I didn't know the meaning, the difference in the pronunciation that it actually refers to two different dance uh, environments. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, because the, the people, they mix between the dancer who's dancing in the restaurants and cabaret and the dancer dancing in the stage and, uh, and teaching means choreographer. There is big difference between choreographer and dance of the restaurant, dancer of the restaurant, you see? And people, they mix. If you dance, even though you teach, they will call you up. Oh, it's just dancer of the restaurant of cabaret between tables. You understand? And this one, it's not respectable. And, uh, it's, it's not good for, I think, even in Europe, we have this problem. Uh, even though in Europe, the people, they, they were, when they saw the dancer at the restaurant, she has like a bad reputation. But when they saw it in the stage or theater, she will be a good dancer and a good choreographer. But in the restaurant, for them, it's not good. You know, even there is one place south of France, they stop belly dance. Imagine we are in Europe in 2019, they step or you know, they stop. It's not allowed to dance, belly dance in this area, south of Morocco, one past, sorry, south of France. Imagine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And the government, uh, the government of this area, he stopped to teach belly dance in this area. Crazy. No, that's Because crazy. he doesn't understand. They, they mix everything. Even like in Egypt, too, we have like Egypt, we have like dancers of the cabaret and it is like shabby cabaret, shabby, real shabby cabaret. 
they are not like other dancers of uh, who they do the choreography and they learn and they work hard to be like choreographer of belly dance they have like they start from like three years old uh, and they have like culture of jazz or classic or other things and they learn they learn they learn to become like a good choreographer and another one she starts you know just to move her hips hips uh, and uh, after she go to the restaurant and she do like this and she's looking for money uh, this one for me no no even i don't like you know like i prefer i prefer the dancer the choreographer who is dancing learning and to show something to show the choreographies to show the show uh, and to teach not to look for money and people touch her in the front and uh, no i don't me i don't i, I don't like this this is my opinion but i respect them just me i don't like it's it's actually very true because there is such a problem and uh, uh, even those dancers because there are good dancers in restaurants too and cabarets that they respect themselves and put shows but because of those uh, stereotypes and um, it's stereotypes from both sides from audience who see often not a professional dancers and then they think all ballet dancers are like that as well as from dancers who are not ballet dancers but they think just knowing a couple hip movements they can pretend to be ballet dancers there is also stereotype that ballet dance is so easy that oh i can do it of course and they go and do and then they even more high, uh, increase the stereotypes from the audience perspective because people see them and it's very unfortunate because in my opinion uh restaurants and and cabarets uh it's one of the um how to say it it's one of the easiest point of connection between ballet dancers and audience and this is the easiest way to popularize this dance style because most people they go to restaurants but far not most of them go to theater but if you have a really good shows in restaurants, ballet dance show, that can really bring awareness to, to ballet dance. But in reality, unfortunately, we have completely opposite situation that we usually, unfortunately, in most cases, don't have professional, respectful shows in restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand you. Me, I respect the girl because if the girl, if the dancer respects herself and if even in the restaurant, she can't continue to dance with respect. But when she starts to sit in the feet of the man and he puts his hand between his uh, his body and uh, he does something else, puts money, this is for me, it's not good for dance. It's not good for Billy dance. And people, they think that all of them, they are like this. You know, they put all girls in one box and uh, it's not true. Not all the the girl dancing in the restaurant or in the cabarets they are like this, but you know the the the, the social media they put only like these videos. Wow, wow, look, look, Billy dance, Billy dance, what they do, but it's not true. Not all of them like this. I respect there is many dancers they dance in the restaurant because they cannot work too much. They don't have festival. I respect them and they go to dance, but with respect. Nobody touch them. 
if someone wants to to give like uh, like tips she can talk it with her hands no need to give his, to give to the man for example her uh, how how to say belt <laughs> no uh, yeah uh, to give him like this and he after he kick her in his uh, his sorry i would say this word in his ass like tack look dance for us this one is not good because i saw this here there is cabarets here in um, in paris there is many and there is like some dancers like this just they do this for money and yeah they do this for money they have like they can have like 1000 euro per uh, per one one cabaret only for this they turn like 300 person in the cabaret big cabarets they turn they turn they turn between tables and they give them money they touch them and maybe after appointment after this appointment they bring them a hotel and they continue and the people they think that's uh, that's all dancers they are like this like prostitutes there is no respect that's why uh, me i don't tell to my girls to dance and the cabarets and the restaurant here. If you want dance in wedding or something like private with respect, or you can dance with restaurants, but with the good restaurant uh, who respect the human, not touching you and uh, after talking bad, because he's playing, there are playing with girls, you know, they don't respect them, even though he laughs, they laugh and they give money, but after they talk bad. Mm, well, I also think it depends probably on the uh, policy of the venue. If venue uh, allows these kind of things, and some venues unfortunately encourage uh, those kind of things, they will happen. But uh, yeah, I guess I was uh, too spoiled with uh, my eight years in Canada than... Uh, uh, of course, people are different, but in general, it was so nice and respectful, <laughs> the way of in restaurants and, and nightclubs. Um, so, yeah, hearing those stories, it just uh, very, very sad and unfortunate. Uh, but the problem, it's not with European, you know, even the, the, I think that the problem, it's with Arabic people, you know, with, uh, with Arabic people too much when they... Uh, when they have girl uh, as dancer, they think that she is prostitutes. I mean, I will not tell everyone, but like 60% for them, uh, Billy Dancer prostitutes, you know. Unfortunately, I hate this, but uh, most of them, if you are dancer, for example, uh, they have wife at home, but he will not do this to, the, to his wife and he will not let his daughter or his wife do this work, you know, and he go to the cabaret and he touch this girl of Billy Dance and he play with, you know, and he, but he will not let his wife or his daughter or his family do this job, you see, for him it's a bad job. It's for him. Billy Dancer means prostitutes. There is like this mentality. I'm not talking about all people, you know. There is some people, they think like this. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely mm. true. But I also think it really highly depends on the dancer. Uh, because, I, yeah, I had experience of uh, performing in one nightclub and... Uh, 
the dancer who was working prior to me, there was a lot of gossips, uh, like this kind of gossips. I don't know if it's true or not, but there were like, a lot of gossips around uh, uh, her activities and performances. So I remember then I took over. Uh, there was, of course, a little, like in the audience, it was a Rocky restaurant. Uh, so the audience was more or less regular there. And then I was just starting performing there. There was like little, you know, like uh, seeing who is that new face, like... Um, period of time but I never had this problem except I remember one time one dude was one guy was trying to give me tips and typically like if someone wants to give me tips I just take his hand and and like move on but he really wanted to take uh, taking his time I don't know what exactly he wanted from me but it was very disrespectful and I remember I just stopped uh, looked turned away and never came to his side of at all yeah, and, and he uh, will respect you yeah but you know what the interesting thing uh after my show i remember changing already in a regular clothes and just taking a moment uh near washroom or something like that and one girl uh and mostly in that restaurant was arabic people and one girl comes to me like oh my god how great you behave to that well, she said many things about that guy, <laughs> but how much like people are not, um, I also think it depends on the dancer. It also depends on the venue, but in general, I mean, I don't know what's going on in France <laughs> and in those venues, but in general, I see, of course, there will be one or two people who, who behave very disrespectfully, but Typically, it will be just a couple people and we can either give emphasis and allow that behavior and then more people like that will show up or we as a dancers can cut it and then just let the rest of the audience who, who are not like that just enjoy the show. I had like one experience. It was like a bad experience, and I fight in one private. It was it was like a wedding, and I go with four dancers with me. Uh, and when uh, when you finish, one guy he come and he gives me his card and he gives me like tips. He told me I want this, I want this. When we can meet, I want this girl and this girl. And they they, they fight with him and the police come. It was a big problem. <laughs> I was another person, you know. I don't support it. Uh, I, I kick him and they call police. I fight with him. It was a huge problem there. Yeah, and uh, finish from this. I stopped to dance in the in the private. Uh, only I continued just to be choreographer, and uh, yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's not respectful. It was like it was Arabic. Uh, one Arabic guy. Yeah, he has too much money. I he wants to buy me to bring him girls, but he hated. I fight with him really. Yeah, and the people they come to apologize and everything, and like to them call police now. <laughs> that's what crazy in France uh, in France yeah yeah that's crazy <clears throat> it's just crazy for me because I, I had so many years of specifically doing uh, private gigs and restaurants and uh, uh, I heard about all the stories but I fortunately never experienced them so actually hearing you know like uh, directly from someone who who experienced or who saw something like this to me it's like crazy like oh my god this actually happens in 2019 or like around this time and uh Anyway, I hope this uh, these situations will be changing at some point, and then more dancers will become aware uh, 
and conscious about their behavior and what they are doing and uh, just caring more about the dance itself because uh, yeah we all need to earn money but uh, we cannot do it in a way that uh, makes the dance die <laughs> because this is yeah, will be exactly. the end of it as if you're saying in some provinces and some territories in france ballet dance is basically forbidden that's like where are we going from here <laughs> yeah yeah we have to fight to fight for this yeah and uh, the people they will understand with time it's better it's better now but we have to continue to fight that uh, to make difference between uh, Rakisa and Rakasa. Switching topic a little bit and uh, coming to, to your activities, uh, um, ex- along with uh, uh, being really known in Oriental and Moroccan folklore, uh, one of the dance styles that you're also known to, for is uh, uh, Mahargan. <laughs> and, uh, I'm Mahargan, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> um, can you tell someone who is listening who may not be familiar with this term, uh, what is uh, Mahargan? Okay, Mahargan, uh, the signification of the word Mahargan means festival, you know, but the Mahargan, it's kind of, it's new, uh, new, it's kind of new music in Egypt. It's like the um, Arabic or Egyptian hip hop music. You know, it's like rap, you know, rap music, hop, uh, hip hop and rap. It's coming from this. It's modern for young people. They start, they, they start like three years or four years ago now, this uh, style of music. And the people, they think it's kind of dance. It's like when we are saying Tarab. The people, they think Tarab, it's dance. No, Tarab, it's kind of, of music, of uh, classic music. It's like uh, a poesy. It's like nice word. It will be said or uh, happy. But it's not kind of uh, it's not kind of dance, Tarab. And the same for Maharagan or street chabi. Street, of course, it's coming from street street dance. But when we are dancing uh, Maharagan dance, uh, Maharagan, we are dancing the same steps of street chabi. When and chabi, you know the word chabi, it's popular. Popular means the the the, the people coming from uh, from street uh, they don't have uh, money to pay school or to learn dance uh, they dance just uh, in the boats in the mile or in the streets uh, between them within popular within it's a dance of popular people you know we we cannot learn it in the school but if if you have like uh, um, like some steps of hip-hop uh, and modern dance and you can mix them with uh, with oriental, with oriental, it means I'm talking about baladi and shabi dance, you know, because there is uh, some people they dance, they dance street shabi maharagan, but they dance it with oriental way, you know, it's like with the uh, sharqi way, it's not good, you know, I saw, I saw too much this one in uh, in uh, in Russia. I, I explained to them that uh, they dance very good, but I want the attitude of shabby people because if we want to dance shabby or street shabby maharagan, we should dance it with this way, not too much clean, not too much clear or classic. You know, the attitude it should be like dance of floor, 
Hein? We dance with uh, and to communicate with floor, more plié, more relax, with attitude of shabby people, smile with shabby people. You know, that's, that's why I, my, the theater helped me too much to learn this. Uh, uh, that's all. <laughs> if you want to ask me other things. Uh, yes, or, uh, uh, yeah, if you don't mind. <laughs> um, so, For instance, what in ballet dance world uh, is uh, popular and known as street shabby? Would it be basically the same as Mahragan or street shabby is a wider term than just Mahragan? Yeah, you know, street shabby, Mahragan, it's the same. Just as I told you, the music, it's different. You know, the music is different, but it's the same way we are dancing. Like, but just we should put not all steps modern. We should put uh, like modern and uh, some dance of uh, folklore Egyptian and uh, Baladi Shabi. And uh, street Shabi Maragan, we can put Saidi, we can put Nubian, we can put many steps oriental of Egyptian dance with some modern steps too, you know, because many they dance, when they dance Tichabi, they put it like Zumba, like uh, only modern steps, like doom, 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 but we sh should, because it's coming from there, from the streets, from Shabi people of Egypt, we have to, we have to put in the choreography, or we are dancing like amporization, we have to put like some hips, some shimmy, you know, many steps of uh, belly dance, but shabby way, ballady way, you know. So for someone who may be right now completely confused and for someone who may be very new to those topics, uh, and but they are super inspired and intrigued by your dance videos, um, how can you... Just give a couple of tips how to differentiate if you're talking about music, because we have pop music, we have shabby music, we have street shabby mm -hmm. music, and we have street shabby mahragan music. <laughs> yeah, pop, it's, uh, pop music, it's like more modern also, but it's soft, you know, uh, it's soft like too much. We have like pop music in Lebanon, the people too much, uh, I think that's a... East of Europe, they dance too much pop. They love, they love, uh, they love uh, dancing with the uh, with the Lebanese uh, with, with Lebanese uh, song. This is for me. It's more pop. We have in Egypt too, but it's not too much. It's not too much uh, Egyptian. They don't dance too much pop music. But the, it's very difficult. The difference between pop and street shabby, you know, very different. Uh, as we call it, uh, as I think you, we call it lyric song. Lyrics, you know, lyric song. We call it a lyric song or modern oriental or pops uh, of uh, pop song. This tree, this tree, it's uh, it's like with Lebanese Lebanese uh, Lebanese song, and they dance too much this in the east of Europe, uh, and Argentina also they like they like this style, yeah, but it's not. But for me, it's not belly dance, you know, just we have to follow the fashion, but it's not belly dance. The real belly dance, it's, uh, it's Egyptian dance, like when they say ballady, uh, ballady style Argentina, ballady style Russian, ballady style uh, 
<laughs> Korea, but not there is one baladi. It's one baladi. It's Egyptian baladi with Egyptian baladi way. There is no baladi uh, Argentina or baladi Russian or baladi Ukrainian or baladi Moroccan. You know, there is one baladi because now it's so different kind of baladi because they cannot. They have like uh, they start to dance uh, when they are young, like with classic and jazz. And they have like arms up and relevé, and they they cannot work uh, baladi uh, flat, for example, with baladi way, shabby way. And they said it's uh, Argentina style, but no, no, it's not. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not agree <laughs> about this. Yeah, uh, baladi. There is one baladi, Egyptian mm. baladi. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny because for me this topic is so interesting. Um, we had a very interesting conversation with Maria Kirlis, who was uh, previously interviewed too on the podcast, and he was telling that he had no intention to create a new dance style or music style in general. He just wanted to experiment and do some variation because he actually has a very strong background in uh, Egyptian traditional music, and he worked with orchestra, and then he just wanted to experiment with this uh, ballad accordion progression something like that and then he created a, a song that he just called uh like a new ball it was translated in english it would be something like new ballady something like that just to to acknowledge that it's not typically just his experimentation and then dancers picked it up and they transformed it into something that we call today modern ballady which uh in theory it doesn't make any sense uh in, in terms of terminology, because baladi cannot be modern, uh, baladi cannot be performed in two pieces, uh, with, as you mentioned, releves, arabesque, and etc. But it basically yeah. <laughs> evolved into something else, which is beautiful. But how can we solve, like, it's sort of like already, um, even if it's not correct terminology, but we all, when we call, when we use term modern biology, we all know what we are talking about. You know, the, the paradigm, like the, the, the funny thing, like how can we solve it? Because, um, this is something new, definitely not traditional, but uh, I don't know. I was just thinking some other day, like, can we, can we, I don't know, artificially rename it not to have, uh, but it still was based as experimentation on ballad song, you know? Like, it's a very tricky topic about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree with you. Uh, because when Emito, for example, when I hear this, I love, I love Mario Curtis and I like, I like his music. He's a very good person. Uh, but just for me, I cannot dance, for example, I cannot teach a traditional ballad with this kind of music. Yes. Uh -huh. You know? I cannot, yeah. I cannot, I can do like, uh, I can do like warm up with this music to enjoy it. But really, I do, I dance ballad, you know, I feel like I am dancing classic ballad. I call it classic and not classic, yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> Traditional, you mean. Uh -huh. <laughs> like relevé, you know. Oh. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I cannot, I cannot dance it. I prefer to, to feel, uh, to feel accordion, to feel tabla to feel uh, mizmar, you know, to feel the traditional instruments of ballady. I need to feel this because I learn it like this. And uh, the history, it's like this too. Uh, we cannot change something, you know, we cannot change it. Even the, with progress, with the, uh, with modern way, but uh, we cannot change it. I don't know. I don't know. 
but they dance it, no problem. I let them dance it, what, what we will do. But just to, to know that there is one baladi, Egyptian baladi, there is not, uh, there is not uh, modern baladi or Russian baladi or Argentina baladi. No, there's now, even as in Asia, now they start to see a Korean baladi, Chinese baladi. Hmm. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will see. <laughs> they start to, they start also. Hmm. Uh, that will be very interesting to see in the future how two sort of directions will uh, keep going. One is uh, trying to preserve and uh, save uh, our, like, what we call as authentic or traditional dance, uh, uh, and at the same time, like how new things they will appear because they will appear. It's like nature, natural for everything, and it will be interesting to see in the future how how they will um, coexist together and and what it will be at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how about your uh, current uh, passion? <laughs> Do you have any uh, dance styles that you are currently uh, focused on and excited to learn and explore deeper or something like that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I like, uh, I like too much uh, mini dance and still I am learning, you know, I am learning also flamenco and I make many things with flamenco because you know, uh, you know, dance of Qada of Morocco. Qada, we dance, uh, we dance with feet, like with strong, uh, strong bassin. This, uh, this dance, it's uh, and the flamenco is coming also from this dance. You know, the colonization of Arabic people, uh, like uh, uh, eight, uh, eight centuries uh, in Spain, they lit many things, many Arabic, many Arabic. Uh, 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 traditional things like dance, like food, like many things, and uh, they they dance uh, flamenco uh, with this way, and we have like similar dance in Morocco. Call it qada. We call it qada dance. I think that you will find on Instagram something. And I like to dance flamenco. I am I'm learning flamenco. It's not easy, and I am learning flamenco. I like uh, to learn also African dance. Every time I'm looking uh, the contemporary dance, I'm, I'm looking for other dance uh, because I love it. So that's all. Maybe I will not perform, but maybe if he wants to, if I want to make like fusion or something like that, I can I can do it with the with good way, but I cannot go just to dance for dance or to give workshop for something that I don't learn. I need to learn a good knowledge before teaching it. Mm. Well, that's that's so true and so valuable. Uh, well, I'm super excited to see your new creations uh, and uh, seeing uh, even more connections. I didn't uh, know about connection between flamenco and Moroccan dance uh, before, so thank you also for bringing uh, attention to this. Uh, it's very exciting and interesting topic. Because flamenco, I feel it's such a interesting style because some people say it was even influenced by Indian style, like the migration from India that came throughout the East uh, uh, and Europe and went to uh, landed in Spain and resulted in flamenco. Now we see, which is logical, Arab Andalusia that also was the center of development of flamenco. Of course, it was influenced by 
Arab culture too. Uh, so very interesting. I didn't know about uh, this Moroccan dance style, but I'm definitely gonna learn, uh, take a look at it and excited to see um, your future. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I have like some one video. I did one small video with one uh, one teacher of flamenco in Italy. I did like uh, with her like. Like, uh, like fusion with hair and uh, flamenco, Moroccan dance of Kada. We did together, like so just small video in the in her in her school. I was in Italy with her. I will send it to you too if you have like a idea about this dance. Oh, that would be fusion. that would be awesome if it and if it's available on iTunes, I will be also happy to add link to the show notes because I'm pretty sure everyone who is listening now, all our listeners are very um, intrigued and interested too. So it will definitely encourage them to study more <laughs> this topic if you don't mind. Yeah, 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 with pleasure. And uh, uh, what about your upcoming uh, plans and trips? Uh, can you share where people can catch you in person and attend your workshops? <laughs> Next trip tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Toulouse just south of France. And after Estonia, it's my first time in Estonia. I've never been in this country. Uh, it will be 1st November. I will go to Estonia for one festival there. Yeah, soon I will put my publicity in, in uh, my poster flyer in, uh, in Instagram. And tomorrow I'm going to Toulouse. And I have also Morocco because I have one group of Morocco. I'm teaching like 50, 50 teachers there. They teach in Morocco and every three months I'm going to Morocco. I make for them like uh, like uh, formation about belly dance, about the story of belly dance. But because uh, before it wasn't like famous uh, in Morocco, it was like a bed. But now they, the people, they start to learn in school the belly dance. And they teach like 50 person every time I'm going there. I have uh, teachers and I teach them every three month in Morocco. And I am I'm so happy that the, my country has become more open about uh, about belly dance. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. But also, I just realized it's so uh, funny, the controversy, because for um, many Western uh, audience, uh, Morocco is closely associated with belly dance because of TV series Okloni, which took place in Morocco uh, by the plot of the TV series and uh, it inspired so many dancers to go and study belly dance. Uh, but now you're basically saying that it's only now start really getting picked up as a belly dance uh, in Morocco. But that's great, great news <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And you know that uh, there is more than 200 Ukrainian and Russian and Morocco belly dancers. They dance in the big hotel there and the big restaurant in Morocco. Yeah, they dance, they have contract of one year, two years, they stay there in the hotel and they have their salary, they have a room in the hotel and they dance every night in the, the big clubs, like uh, five-star clubs and the uh, big hotel too, in, uh, in the big city, of course, like Casablanca, Marrakech, Agadir, uh, I know many there in, uh, in Morocco. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. They like, for, for example, for Arabic, for Arabic people, when they say like like white girl with green eyes, tall, blonde, 
beautiful girl dance oriental for them it's wow great she's not arabic but she's dancing very dance very good they are very happy to see this you know it's not easy it's not easy it means you know you dance you dance and you are not arab because there is many people they dance that's only arabic they can dance uh, they can dance uh, oriental dance very dance you know <laughs> because we, I say oriental dance because this formation for me, it's not true. I prefer to say oriental dance. You know why? Because it's all body dance from the hair until feet, you know? That's why I, for in French, I, in France, I explain to them it's not belly dance because they say also in French, we say la danse du ventre. See, it's not, ventre means belly. It's not only the belly dancing. Why they say only Billy? No, the Oriental dance from the here, from up to down, every part of body move and dance, not only Billy. <laughs> mm, that makes such a such a sense too, and uh, um, it's also interesting how many debates in different countries are about even this kind of terminology. Uh, because uh, I, uh, when I lived in um, for so many years in in Canada in North America. Their oriental dance for some people it was almost offensive. It's like, what do you mean oriental? Uh, uh, they really prefer to call it uh, belly dance. Uh, uh, many people because other otherwise oriental has so many connotations with uh, uh, colonization, orientalism. Uh, is it Arabic or sometimes uh, uh, Asian uh, um, traditions will be also called oriental. So. But then whenever uh, I talk to someone um, or like mostly in Europe, in European environment, uh, most people do prefer call it Oriental and not Baladin, specifically because of reason that you just mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because not all, uh, because the, before they say only the Billy doing like the wave, like vibration, like the accents with the Billy, I don't think that, uh, and we show, we, we, we show the the Billy. That's why they talk about Billy. But uh, that's when a long time ago. Uh, and with business, they call it like nice name and Billy dance. <laughs> but just for business, I think that's it's commercial word, you know, and uh, for it's like, um, we can say like sensual, sensual word uh, to, uh, to to catch to catch the audience with or oh, Billy. You know, but it's not uh, belly dance for me. It's oriental dance. <clears throat> well, it definitely, definitely occurred because of the business uh, purpose to catch uh, people's attention, audiences' attention. Uh, but hopefully, these days uh, people start looking beyond just the word, but. Uh, mm, more sharing love and respect to the art, uh, regardless uh, which ter terminology we use in whatever country. But uh, the main thing that all unites us is our love and, and passion to, to, the, to the art and dance. <laughs> uh, well, mm -hmm. uh, before I ask our final uh, question of the interview, I also want to uh, thank you so much for taking your time and talking to us. And I feel we brought up today so many important and uh, uh, extremely important and hot topics that not... Uh, not many people like to just discuss or even think about, uh, but uh, thinking and discussing them, it's one step towards hopefully uh, 
uh, solving or at least bringing awareness and uh, helping people to behave and treat those subjects more consciously so thank you so much for uh, taking your time and sharing your dance story and your dance experience and opinion uh, with us really appreciate and i hope that we'll see you soon very soon in person at one of your uh, workshops as well as uh, we'll see soon your uh, moroccan slash flamenco uh, project <laughs> and dance dance experiments <laughs> Thank you to you, Yana. I am so happy to share this uh, this uh, this moment with you. I am happy to share it also with everybody about uh, my art, about my origin, my folklore, my dance, and uh, uh, and all uh, all this art. It was uh, good to share it with you and with other person. I am so happy. Mm, thank you, thank you. And uh, I have, I always close up every yeah, episode uh, with our signature question of the podcast. And the question is, what makes you fall in love with uh, belly dance or oriental dance again and again? So you keep doing it for so many years. Uh, I really, I feel good. You know, even I have like some problems, you know, when I am dancing or I am, I am thinking to, uh, to create some choreography. I feel uh, I can stay like six hours, four hours and I forgot all stress, everything, you know, really. Uh, I, I love this art, you know, I love it so much. And I continue, I will continue to, if, I will not maybe like five years after, ten years after, I will not continue to make show. But uh, I, I I'd love to to continue to create and to teach the choreographies and to and to learn more and to to show more and to travel more uh, even in my country because even my country I uh, I don't know all for. And every time I'm going there, I'm learning more and more. And we will never say that that it's finished until we die. It's finished that I learn because many people they start they learn like five years. They think that they are teacher and they stop to teach. They stop to go to the workshop. You should. We have to continue to learn, to learn, to learn because you know uh, Arabic word. Uh, how to say the folklore. Arabic folklore, sorry, Arabic folklore of the world, it's very, very, very huge. And if we are teacher and choreographer, we have to learn it. We have to continue to learn and to learn and to look for other things to learn, not only to be limited about one dance or two dance and finish. We, even we are not dancing perfectly, but we know it by knowledge, by culture, and we look to learn small steps or small combinations and we have to continue thank you for listening everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode and if so do you know the best way to support this project is to share it with your friends it takes few seconds cost you nothing but it helps a lot to move this project forward and help me to bring more awesome guests on the podcast in the future you can Tell your friend, you can send a message, email, you can screenshot and put a, a post on social media, whatever works better for you. But if every one of you will share this episode at least with one more person, it will make a huge difference for this podcast. 
Thank you for spending your time with us, for your support and love. And until next time, keep shimming, keep dancing, and I will see you soon. Thank you.